0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: what did the duck say when she bought lipstick put it on my bill oh,
0: God! <laughs> okay no i know i like it i like it i like it i like it
1: <laughs> you're both trying not to laugh which i think defeats the point of a, of a joke segment.
0: No, if, if you guys... no no <laughs> there, was a, there, was a, there was
1: a delay and dead air time is bad air time
0: <laughs> i laughed all of our air time is bad air I time i think you've
1: yeah, that's <laughs> because, all right, but dead airtime is worse airtime, is what I should say.
0: I think you've redeemed yourself slightly, Nate, with that Good. one.
1: Good. I think that's like the second best one, maybe. Obviously the Whitney one. Oh is let's far not go too high. Yeah, come on. Alright. So I just got carried away. Get back in your box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can tell that we haven't physically seen each other for a long time because we're more than confident to say things that are not very nice to each other.
2: Oh, I do that to at least Nate all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm softer with you, Barreto, but yes. one day you're going to get the full Nate treatment and it's, it's
1: not going to be pretty. <laughs> you should, you, Barreto, you should see the text he sends me. They're vile.
0: Oof. <laughs> <laughs> oof. Man, this is just smirking. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why I said oof.
1: You're speaking like you're on live commentary, Barreto. <laughs> it's oof, because... what a lap. <laughs> <laughs> like on live text comms.
0: So I've got a new setup here where I haven't brought my stands with me to Italy and I'm so I'm holding the microphone and trying to stay as still as I can and I feel like a commentator even though I'm not commentating.
1: Can you, do, can you do your best commentary like impression? Like if you were commentating on a race right now?
0: Uh, no, because if I was going to do that I was going to do lights out or where we go and I feel really ashamed. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Oh no, I'm going to have a shunt.
2: Oh, so disappointing.
1: It's another... We've insulted David Croft again. In a David birthday. Crofty. David Crofty himself, the man. David Crofty, I forgot
2: Barretto's gone. Uh, it's just going to be a 14-minute podcast of Barretto laughing and trying to catch yeah. his breath.
1: Thanks, Me everyone. Do. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's been a yeah. great show. Um, Have a good one. If you skip to the end, you'll still hear this noise in the background.
0: no guys (laughs) don't
1: worry don't worry we we haven't put an audio loop on this is actually
0: happening live (laughs) it's fine i'm I'm gonna put it together guys don't worry welcome to the Pad talk a podcast featuring stories following formula one around the world I'm Lawrence Faretto, senior writer at F1.com.
2: And I'm Chris Medland, F1
1: correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders from ESPN.
0: Oh, Nate, what about your job title?
1: Well, I always just—I always get it wrong. So I'm just going to say I'm from ESPN. I'm from the brand.
2: Your nationality—they own you now.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I—that's the, on the po- Disney way. <laughs> if I ever get on the podium, they just play the dun 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 which is the Sports Center music. <laughs> And just that over and over again.
0: Do you have a tattoo as well? An ESPN tattoo?
1: No, I should I should get one though, shouldn't I? Just like where would you where, where should I have it? Like shoulder or back? Or like on across the chest? Where would you where would you go? It needs it? to be
0: somewhere that can be seen. Maybe forehead. Got enough forehead <laughs>
2: Instead of a cap Where you have it on the front of the cap, you've yeah, just got it on no, your forehead. I'll
1: wear an ESPN cap and then when I take it off there's still the ESPN logo <laughs> under there, so it looks like a perfect transition between the two. <laughs>
2: please do this
1: no i i mean i don't know why you're laughing at it I'm, I'm <laughs> ta- asking for advice here.
0: if when i next see you nate you haven't done one of the, at least the transfer versions of the taps so we potentially think that you've done it
1: or like the henna ones you get on on like beach holidays <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, yeah. exactly
0: sweet you, you need to make this happen nate, please i'll look
1: into it i'll look into if there's any espn semi-permanent tattoos
0: and you can't also do what Cyril Abitable is surely going to do, and when he loses the bet to Daniel Ricciardo for her, when he scores a podium, do the world's smallest tattoo somewhere that you'll never see.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's that's got to be like a loophole that needs to be closed.
0: It needs to be closed right now. Yeah,
2: yeah that's like typical F1, that isn't it? Like, yeah. there's going to be a way out of it. It's like, no, that's not the intention of the bet. So, spirit of the regulations, big front and centre. Although I'm, you're convinced, Breto, but i say this weekend is his last chance to actually get that podium
1: really
0: yeah i think Um, think this weekend yes yes you're right i can't disagree with you it pains me but i can't disagree with you do
1: you know what would be quick quick f1 chat before we talk about road trips would be great is if several people got a really small tattoo and then racing point protested it officially (laughs) 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 and then and then we had, like, six weeks of them, like, you know, throwing grenades at each other and, like, racing point like It looks a lot like a tattoo that Toto Wolff has, but just smaller, you know? That'd be, that'd be great banter. If I was writing the F1 2020 season, that's how I'd do it.
2: And then Cyril is, uh, is reprimanded for it, but told that he can keep the tattoo for the rest of the season because, obviously, <laughs> yeah. you can't remove it. Yeah. It's inherently <laughs> part of him now. It's part of his DNA.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then Christian Horner says, is that sort of DNA we want for Formula 1? <laughs> <laughs> oh we've got we've got the we've got the weird audio loop again from barretto
2: yeah there it is (laughs) i was just waiting for someone to say about bonotto and clarity and all of that but i don't know if we should go there soon as we're in italy we shouldn't really kick them when they're down
1: you guys might get kicked out yeah wow no.
0: sorry so, <laughs> f1 <laughs> chat that was weird so, i know this is very unusual for this podcast we should take it back to where it should be yes yeah, exactly Not where should way, chat? Too, way too
1: analytical
0: <laughs> it should be <laughs> i'm gonna take Not it f1 back chat.
2: to i'm gonna take it back to uh porn in monza i'm sorry um well because nate said about road trips and i suddenly realized i don't have a road trip story i have a cycle trip story and um okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna do some looping back Uh, we mentioned Andy Stobart in one of the previous episodes, the former Renault press officer, uh, who for the, he's at pains to point out that the one time in 10 years in F1 that he was late was Russia Sunday morning after uh, the vodka night where he did struggle. He said massively, but that was the only time he was ever late uh, into work apparently. So Good effort over 10 years, but I cycled with him. He cycled from Spa to Monza and I was training for a charity cycle ride and I wasn't in Spa. So I flew to Zurich with my little road bike and built it up there and we cycled from Zurich. So we went to, uh, went across Switzerland, went and visited uh, Sauber as it was. I mean, there's still Sauber Motorsport, but you know, they're called a Romeo now. Uh, and that was closed, obviously, because they're between races and heading to Monza. But we went there and then we went to uh, near Liechtenstein for the night then cycled down into the Alps and stayed at a place, I think called Thüsis that was about 700 meters up. So he'd started climbing. And then we went over this big mountain climb, um, which I can't remember the name of now, but it was a big pass that was very cool. And I'll just shout it out later in the podcast and everyone will know exactly what I mean. Uh, came down the other side to Bellinzona, uh, which is, I think, still in Switzerland, but an Italian-sounding name. Cycled along the lakes, all beautiful, and into Monza. So really nice. And we got to Monza on the Wednesday evening. Um, been a heck of a ride, but been really cool and stayed in this weird kind of like campanile place. Um, got this, ended up with this twin room in a, in a cheap hotel, basically, because it was the one night we needed to fill in before I went to where I was staying for the race and he went to the Renault digs. And the next morning I had to do an ESPN podcast, um, from like remotely. So I was stood in the hotel room we'd already had breakfast, I think. And Andy had got changed, ready to go cycling. So he's there in his Lycras and, I'm doing this podcast a bit, bit like this. I think it was, I think it was over the phone. I'm trying to focus. And uh, Stobart flicks on the TV. And even though it's, I don't know, 10.30 in the morning in Italy, uh, the hotel rooms have porn channels. So he flipped the TV on, found, you know, suddenly found this porn channel, whacked the sound up and was dancing around in his lycra trying to put me off doing this... Um, doing this interview this podcast and at that point I was fairly new to ESPN so I wasn't I was trying to impress and instead I was having to um yeah try and well I just turned my back on him basically but it was one of the strangest images I've ever seen and that's uh, that's my Monza story so there you go
0: I bet Andy Stobart didn't re- realize he was going to feature in two successive podcasts today
2: and not for those two reasons although I imagine he has far more stories like that that people have about him as well he was always good fun Andy
1: yeah, when you say Andy Stobart, they just say "pawn in" and then the name of a different circuit. So it's like "pawn in Sochi," <laughs> "pawn in Spa," "pawn at Silverstone."
0: Like it's it's a really weird trait of his. But uh, what about you, Nate? Any road trips?
1: Well, actually, most of my road trips from Spa to Monza have been with Meadows. I didn't, I wasn't there for Gate, but um, <laughs> I, we've we've done a few good ones. So um, I actually had a my time hop popped up the other day with a, a picture of me kind of doing an outrage. What looks like an outrageously Tall jump in the Splügen Pass, which is, uh, I think, in Switzerland. Is that right, Matt?
2: Yeah, over into Italy from yeah, from yeah. Switzerland.
1: And it's one of the it's one of the passes you can take there. But um, yeah, we basically found a bit that kind of de- it looks deceptively high. So when you jumped off it, it looked like you were literally like you know suspended in midair. And I think I called it air Jordan, like an Air Jordan style jump. I mean, I don't had didn't have any of the elegance or the grace of it. But um, but I remember that, and and I remember after that trip we. Um, I realised that I was going to be late to pick up my, my, my hire car. So going back to hire car stories, I remember Meadows having to absolutely floor it to get to the place that I was picking my hire car up from. And then when we got there, it turned out that I misread the time anyway and we had plenty of time to get it, which, you know, I remember at the time Meadows just kind of driving off being like, all right, well, see you tomorrow, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, he's mad. <laughs>
2: it was fine. So,
1: yeah. And that's the car that then got broken into. So karma. Ah, um, uh, Karma. Very good. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I intended to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, while we're on the topic of that, though, my favorite, probably my favorite thing ever, happened on a trip with Meadows in the car between Spa and Italy, and involved somebody else who we're going to bring in now, a guy called Josh Cruz, a good friend of ours, obviously, uh, works for Alpha Tauri. Uh I think at that time was the journalist. Am I right in saying that? I think. He yeah, was
2: he was. Yeah. There.
1: Yeah, and we um he he hitched a, hitched a ride with us and. He's a very creative guy. He's head of digital there now. But he had this idea that when we were coming through one of these passes, he was like, oh, I'll put my phone on the, the dashboard. I'll hold it and do a time lapse. So it was this 15-minute journey. And he was he's a big guy as well, Josh. He never has any legroom in cars or in planes. So he's already kind of crouched over, like that guy in The Simpsons when Nelson laughs at that guy mm-hmm. in that tiny car. You know, Josh always kind of looks a bit kind of cramped into everything he's mm-hmm. in. So he sat there for ages, Meadows is driving, and Josh is like leaning over the dashboard with his phone sat there doing a time lapse, and he's like, guys, this is going to be a great time lapse, absolutely great time lapse, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be amazing, it'll go through the whole thing, we stop, um, I think just, you know, to get, to get some snacks, get some drinks, and he looks at it, and his time lapse, instead of being like a five minute time lapse, is over in about six seconds, and he, so he's put it into the super, super fast setting, so he spent this whole journey just doing this, and um, I've never seen a man, like, break so quickly,
0: Oh, no. And, uh,
1: and, and, and because I've got, you know, because that's just who I am, I found it very, very funny, and I still talk to him about it to this day. And I think deep down, he still wishes that that's like the, that's the time lo- the, the time lapse that got away. That's what he calls it.
2: Well, I have I it, I it here for you two to see. Like No one else can see this right now. But Josh and I actually spoke about this at the weekend, and um, he is still hurt by it, especially the amount of times that Nate brings it up. But, yeah, it was... It condenses. I think it's like there's a limit, isn't there, to how long a time lapse actual like end product can be. So it doesn't matter how long you've been recording for, it will cut it down to a certain length. And uh yeah, this was the end result.
1: Well we'll put this onto our newly formed Facebook channel. This is gonna be
0: six seconds of great podcasting this. It looks great, great.
1: Yeah. So everyone, we've got a we've got a we've got a Facebook page now. Here you go. We can plug the Facebook page. Yes. We'll put this on. And you can see Josh Cruz's work. And to be fair, it looks good for six seconds. I think but that's a great for something that was seconds. meant to be like two minutes long. It's a real letdown, and you can you can tell by watching it just how much how much ground we gained on that on that trip. And it also felt it.
0: longer than six seconds. Yeah, it's definitely longer than six seconds.
2: <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I think he was about an hour that he was recording for. That's the thing. Yeah, uh, it goes I, I so probably, quickly. I
1: probably underplowed. I, I probably underplowed. Underplowed. How long he was there? Underplowed. <laughs> wow. On that, on that note, <laughs> over, to, over to someone else with a road trip
2: story. <laughs> Bretto's got to have a road trip story, surely.
0: So I've got a similar story to uh, not, not hitting record. So I did a couple of road trips with um, a mutual friend of ours, Alex Hockin, who uh, has done PR for Shell and Exxon Mobil in Formula One uh, in recent times. And we drove from Milan to Bologna, which I know isn't very far but the, part, the most part of the trip was we had an Abarth 500 that they gave us that we picked up out just outside Milan and we drove to Monza and we did a couple of laps in this car around Monza, not high speed laps, just lap, you know, laps to enjoy the circuit, take, do a photo shoot at certain corners around the track. And we had these GoPros that didn't have the screen. So we hit record and it started flashing, but it hadn't, you had to hit it twice. I didn't really know how to use the GoPro in truth. So we did the couple of laps, got in, we swapped over, did a couple uh, dra- uh, laps ourselves, got to the end, uh, didn't bother checking the footage, got back to the hotel that night to upload it because it, this was back in the time when like you couldn't just send it straight to your phone, you can just Bluetooth it and we obviously didn't have a screen on it and it hadn't recorded a single thing, it just recorded from the minute we'd hit stop, which was when we'd left the circuit. Oh
2: no, uh, I thought it was starting, uh, I thought that was it, the end of it
0: yeah exactly so then we just had the drive basically home back to the hotel in milan which Amazing. was like nice footage but not the footage that we wanted but we'd learned our lesson by the time we got to imola so we drove down to bologna um and then went to imola and we managed to do uh some laps around there so that was cool so i know you pa- i know the pain that josh cruz felt when it mm. doesn't work we spent ages planning that trip as well no, yeah that's we mega we'll footage, footage at imola,
1: which i think we've mentioned before haven't we but that was that's one of my fondest memories, and it's not really a, a, it wasn't a road trip. Well, it was actually before Bonza, yeah. wasn't it that year? Uh, uh, it, was be-
2: it was before. Yeah, well, it was earlier in the year. It was it was from France to Austria, but that was a hell of a road trip.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah, Imola, Imola was uh, well, is a great place to go and like thrash the car around with with a GoPro. It's gonna be a, like mega on boards later in the year when they go back there.
2: Yeah, it's it's very cool. Yeah, we had um, a McLaren 570 GT didn't we, that we drove from Paul Ricard to Austria, which we've mentioned before. Although, I don't know if we have mentioned, and there was no. a part of it that needs mentioning. So we had this awesome McLaren, we drove it from um, Paul Ricard across to Pisa for the night, which was fun. Got stuck in traffic a bit, but nothing too bad. Went to Emila, uh, did a few laps there. Nate and I, we were allowed out on the track. Um, Nate had a little go. And it it was, yeah, a really cool thing to do. We, we took it there just to take some photos. And then drove to Venice for the night. And then the next morning, we drove over the, what was it called? I've remembered, by the way, the other pass that I cycled. It was the San Bernardino Pass. So there's that one. But we drove over the grock which is the highest mountain yeah. road in Austria. And we're driving up there. And it's a little bit like I can see out the window now, actually, because the weather's closing in around here. Um, and you could see up like the mountain where you're going uh, that there was some pretty dark clouds but it was nice where we were and we we're like oh well it might rain when we get near the top and we got to the highest point where you had to go through a tunnel and it was yeah pretty it got pretty grim and what was raining turned to kind of like sleet and then it was sort of snowing And this was july we're like this is odd so we took some photos like this is funny that it's kind of snowing here but you know we'll take some photos and then get on and we're in t-shirt and shorts basically drive through this tunnel thinking you yeah, know we'll get to the other side where it'll be nice and clear because it's actually pretty grim here came out the other side which is the the tunnel's about a kilometer or two long. Uh, and it was almost like a whiteout. It was properly closed in snow. And we're in this, I don't know, quarter of a million pound McLaren, um, with semi slick tires on a very steep mountain road. Um, so that was obviously a very calm moment driving down that mountain. Um, and, and the thing was
1: Meadows at least had control of like the steering wheel and the, <laughs> the clutch and you know the throttle and stuff i was just sat in the passenger seat like i have got no control here at all over and i you know i trust Meadows as a driver obviously but when you're sat in that position and it was like this clearly this car should not meant to be anywhere near this kind of conditions there was like a giant truck coming the other way i remember just as we came out of the tunnel and he was like like honking his horn and waving at us just to be like like what are you guys doing and we we're like well we might as well go because it, it might get better and it did it did like dramatically get better when we got much further down
2: that's that's another one i have video of though we can we can put on that facebook page you plugged um but yeah that was yeah a big spell of where actually you could see tire tracks in the snow sort of thing uh and that was i was so nerve-wracking um i I don't i have ever been so nervous driving a car in my life because i just thought we were just going to slide pathetically into a bit of rock which would be you know really sad to do but also that bending a corner panel was going to cost 25 grand or something yeah. so uh well,
1: that would yeah have been, that, would, that would have been stressful in like a fiat panda <laughs> let alone in the McLaren supercar you know when you added that to it and for me that that side wasn't so much pressure because you know metas had sorted that out with I was literally just there for the ride but I was also very aware that we were in that car so yeah it was it was a uh, pretty grim talking of that trip I just want to I just want to quickly mention that Pisa when we were there one of the best jokes I've ever made and I don't think metas probably laughed at it at the time so i want to regale you with it again when we were looking at the tower of pisa obviously the leaning tower of pisa i looked at Meta's and i was like you know it's funny Meadows because when you look at it from the other side it just looks like the tower of pisa which i think is hilarious but i can see from barretto's expression that it, it, it's also fallen flat
0: um, <laughs> I'll, I I'll, start, I'll
1: start next week's show with that joke and then we'll just I, don't...
0: I don't i don't know nate uh, we're I felt like we'd peaked earlier on, and now. You but you have to see it because, because from the other side,
1: it just looks like a tower. It's not leaning. I had mind. You know, you had to be there, obviously. This is, this is a problem. When well, you, no, hang you're... on.
0: medas was there, and it still didn't help.
1: <laughs> yeah, but medas was. I don't think medas saw the the tower properly. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> we got <laughs> okay. up really early to go and see that tower because we, we had a lot of mileage to cover and we'd stayed in peas and we're like, I oh, will nip and see it. And it was like seven in the morning and we cheated and parked in a supermarket car park. I don't think we should have parked in because it wasn't open yet. And you meant to pay. Yeah. And we're like, I oh, will just park here for the 15 minutes and legged it in, walked did around it. Walked that, out.
0: Did, did you do that photo where you're kind of trying to hold it up that everyone does?
2: God, no. I, I don't shake liking, your head as if
0: jokes. you're too good for that. I'm too,
2: too good for that, that. Pareto.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, talking of parking that car,
1: remember we we we, we drove to Maranello and we parked the McLaren in the car park of Maranello. So we had this this car there, and it was funny because we because we went I think because we were both working as we were going, so we kept finding cafes to do a bit of work and you know send copy off to the the, the respective desks that we worked for. And so there was this there was this McLaren sat in the Maranello car park, and at lunch a lot of the mechanics, you know, the engineers and stuff, come out of the Maranello factory, and every single one of them stopped and looked at this car like, is this is this meant to be some sort of joke? And we we're like, are we going to get in trouble here? But you suddenly become very aware that you have, it's not just any old car there. You've literally gone and stuck a McLaren in the, in the car park outside there. Um, so that's a, that's a, always a funny memory. It's the only time I've been to Marinello and it was there with a, with a giant, uh, like, it's basically this big sign saying like, Hey, we're here in a McLaren. Gonna was it,
0: it, was it orange as well?
2: No, it was, it was pale blue, which, uh, okay. I mean, orange, you're right, would have been, like, the perfect, like, a papaya-colour one. But the pale blue did stand out because no other car was that colour in that car park. Uh, all of the Ferraris or Fiat's were red, red or black. Or yeah, black. there's a few yellow ones around. Um, and a few of the engineers, I think, were looking at it like, wow, I haven't seen one of these before. That's quite a cool-looking car. But, yeah, most, the scorn on their face are disgusted. i surprised no one spat on it, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Well, given, given Ferrari, they probably looked at it like, hey, we should probably we should probably make cars like that <laughs> No, but... I'm not in Italy right now so I can say that and uh... your Italian name I was going to do an impression but you know I don't know if I was going to be like hey I'll check at the engine but <laughs> I can say that because I'm part Italian guys that's always the caveat for anyone listening okay my, my nan's Italian I love her very much but she's not very good at building F1 engines either so. <laughs> <laughs> So, fun fact about my nan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that you should have opened that with that. Nate. Yeah, I loved maybe it. Maybe I will.
1: So I've gone. I've gone Good joke. Terrible joke. And I've saved it with a good joke. I'm. Gonna, I'm going to leave it there.
0: <laughs> See, this this guys is why we wanted Nate to do jokes at the start because he can deliver this kind of material.
2: We know it's in there somewhere. He's got untapped potential.
1: Yeah, I'm getting there slowly. I'm like every white. Sometimes it's one in five now. I'm feeling like it's one in three.
2: I right, don't get ahead of yourself. Uh, for the second time today back in your box damn Um, but yeah I mean Beretta have you ever had any other dramas in Monza or are you quite safe around here because I mean as Nate's really pointed out he's in previous episodes he's had his bag nicked this is why he's not here he's protesting
0: so I'm really I'm really fortunate in that um, I haven't had anything stolen in Monza I've had quite a few people drive into my car in the Monza car park so I went for my Covid test this morning um, and where we have to park our cars, like we do every year, is in, in a forest essentially, where you have to just um, weave your way around trees and just find a spot wherever is convenient. And um, because of the uh, sporadic nature of parking, people just use other cars as like a barometer of when to stop before they turn back out and go the other way. And so I've had quite a few big hire car bills when I've returned it to the. Um, to the hire car place uh, at the airport and I not without making this a hire car pod again whenever I go back to an Italian um, airport hire car place they always find something that's different to where they gave it to me beforehand and their solution if I have a problem with it is to go to the office in Milan and discuss it with them there and they never really understand why I say <laughs> well that's obviously not possible because I need to, I'm here to get on a plane like I haven't <laughs> got time to do that so he goes well you either sign it or you don't or you go to Milan I'm like well doesn't really leave you with a lot of options, does it? They're
2: smart, aren't they? To be fair, for that exact reason, I, I ended up, I upgraded my car for this week because i have two weeks with Magello and driving around a lot and i was going to be in a fit panda i wanted a fit 500 and that would have been fun oh, but yeah. um but then it was going to be a fit panda and it didn't look very nice uh, so i've got a nice a better car for touring but then i paid for the full cover and this is probably the only place i ever do that for exactly the reason you've just said like there's absolutely no way i'm risking dropping it back and they're like oh, this scratch it wasn't here that's 4000 pounds so um yeah that's that's you've got to do that around here
0: i've got a bmw estate here and it's got three proper dents in it like as in someone's properly had a go at reversing into it hard. And they were like, when they gave it to the car, they were like, Yeah, this isn't too bad. Like as <laughs> that's like a good start. And the car's only done like three thousand miles. Like it's not like it's been on the road forever. So um anyway, Great. I won't bore <clears throat> you with more car
1: car stories. Right, I've got one quick I've got one quick one just to add to that. In in, in the Germany in yes the Germany saga when I smashed up the hire car. Um which I don't you think you've like... told that on this podcast yet, Nate. Oh really? Okay, well, mm. So that was that was Metis, Lawrence Edmondson, and Ben Hunt in the car. And whenever we and I can't remember the car now. To be honest with you, it was quite a big car.
2: Yeah, uh, it, was, it might have been a BMW estate. It was it definitely was, an estate was, or an it was, Audi. It was
1: a an estate, and I think it was an Audi. But uh, coming out of this car park, there was like this. I mean, there was literally a small right turn, and for some reason, I just couldn't. I couldn't get the angles of it right. And every time I went in, Ben Hunt in the back would like scream like Nate, you're gonna crash the car. And I was like, no, nah, you, you guys are. You know, you're 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 over overdoing it basically. And Ben kept on talking about how on the. So the non-driver side of the car, I was really close to hitting stuff. And I was like, I think these guys are just trying to wind me up, you know, because that's kind of, you know, that's the, that's the dynamic we all have.
0: Well, if you and, know those um, guys, they probably would be. So yeah, I don't ben, blame you. <laughs>
1: especially Ben. So I was like, you know, he's over it a bit. And there was one when I got quite close to hitting it. So anyway, pretty sure you guys all went to the airport and I came back. Or like, you'd all got a different lift there, right?
2: No, you took us to the, um, we were doing an AMG driving day, yeah, which right. is, an, which, this is for another podcast, I reckon. But yeah, we, we were all getting to go and drive some AMG GT cars from Hockenheim to Stuttgart, thanks to Mercedes. And sadly, there was only space for one per publication. So Lawrence got it for ESPN, and you had to. You got up really early. You were re- really kind to us. You got up early and drove us all to Hockenheim.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And so I came back, and um, I'm pretty sure then it was like I had a few hours, and then I was driving to the, to the airport. So um, I, I remember getting in the car, and I was like, oh yeah, no Ben now, no no matters, no no one, you know, no backseat driver. So I. Go out this car park and there's just this bang thud and then this crunch and it's just the side of my car like as i and I've I've kept the I've kept my foot down a little way and I get out I get out of the car park thinking it can't be that bad and it's literally just dented the entire way down the side of the car like a huge <sighs> scratch I think I sent I think I sent a picture to these guys and I was like well I've got I've got full cover with work because I because one thing I've always said with work trips I I I'll always get the full cover just because for peace of mind you get that so I was like okay it's not so bad then then. The, um, on the way back, something weird happened with the clutch So, like for, for a little way, the clutch, it was like the clutch was like, it was like I was driving with the handbrake on, but the handbrake wasn't on. So I don't know what I never, I never got to the bottom of what that was. Anyway, when I dropped the car off in the, the hire car place, I like pull up and I pull up and they see the left-hand side, the pristine left-hand side. And I get out of the car, close the door, give them the keys and like, everything okay with it? And I was like, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. And the guy walks <laughs> around and it's just like, <gasps> what's this? And I was just like, well, I've got full coverage and I've got, i have got a, I've got a, I've got a plane to catch. So see ya. And as I left, there was like two of these guys just like looking at this car, like horrified. Um, but yeah. And, 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 and the moral of the story is that Ben was actually right on that. I was, yeah. Metas is showing us the, uh, the damage and. I can go on the Facebook page I, I show, as well. Yes. It turns out that my um, direction, my, my kind of, what's the word? Sense of direction. Spatial awareness. Spatial awareness. <laughs> that's the one. I so can't even, <laughs> I don't even have spatial awareness. I can't even say it. Uh, <laughs> Um, isn't very good that's basically that's basically what that long-winded story was was telling us I
2: will just wrap up by defending Nate slightly that it was a horrifically tight exit to the car park where you had huge curbs on like both sides so you're trying to like weave through and it it pinned you pretty close to that wall that stuck out that I feel like had no need to stick out. And there was a lot of chunks out of that wall because obviously other people had done it, but I think it was the first time you went to leave. We screamed in the back that you were about to clatter it and you, and you stopped and and avoided it. And for the rest of the week, you were fine. And then the second you didn't have the backseat drivers. Um, but I reckon I, I would have come very close if not done exactly the same thing at some point in the week going in and out of that car park.
1: Because I think every time you guys were in the car, I had the reminder Ben being like, watch the wall, Nate. It's a bit like mind the windows, <laughs> Tina, you know, from Philly, Philly, Philly. <laughs> once as soon as you've got that in your head, it just it just gets in your head.
0: There's a lot of backseat drivers on uh, on traveling in F1. I, uh, one quick one in Hungary, um, when I was driving back to the track and I was working for Autosport and I had Ben Anderson and Ed Shaw in the car, they, their favorite thing to do was to pull the handbrake on the car, on me, when I was driving around a roundabout. Uh, and they knew that I'm I'm perhaps not the most confident driver when I'm abroad so they would do that frequently and so that built up in my head and then they just kept saying shouting don't drive into the underground car park when there was no underground car park and I just eventually hit the point of control alt delete and I just had to stop the car in the middle of the road horns blaring I was like guys you need to get you need to get out you've broken me I don't know what to do they find the whole thing hilarious (laughs) <laughs> then that's hilarious could... <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> no but it was... i was so i'm glad you enjoyed it it was so stressful uh Spell i felt guess... like when you broke at the start of this
1: episode when you were laughing for ages
0: well there'll be a pattern that will emerge through these podcasts is that um once i have a shunt it's very hard for me to recover the shunt of laughter and i i just go i laugh a lot around these guys because they're much funnier than me um so um it's good for my mental health i think
2: are you talking about ed and ben or us two
0: no, you too. Okay. That, that, they Aww, were good. definitely they, they were not good for my mental health. That was a very <laughs> stressful day.
2: <laughs> well, we'll let um, you go and have a lie down. I feel like you need it.
0: Yeah, and um, I do need a lie down. So let's uh, let's call it a day, chaps. Thanks very much, Um thanks to everyone for listening. Please remember to hit subscribe uh, from wherever you get your podcasts. Um that's if you want to listen to us again. But I kind of hope you do. Um, thanks to Nate. Uh, you can read his work on ESPN.com. Thanks to Chris. You can read his work on racer.com and you can read my work on f1.com. Thanks very much again, chaps. Let's do this again sometime. Bye. Bye. Network.